We continue today in our study of Mishnayos Meseches Nedorim with lesson number three. That's the last Mishnah of Perak Aleph, Perak Aleph Mishnah Dalad, and the beginning of the next Perak, Perak Bey's Mishnah Aleph. Ha'omer, if a person says Korbon, or Ola, or Mincha, or Chatos, or Todo, or Shlomim, meaning he specifies either the word Korbon, or he gives as an example one of the major Korbonos, either an Ola, or a Mincha, etc. And then he continues to say, She'eni, that's our Girs on the Mishnah, She'eni Ocheloch, I will not eat. Korbon She'eni Ocheloch. There's another Girsa which says, not She'eni, I will not eat, but rather She'ani, that what I eat should be a Korbon. In either case, we understand that the person's intent is to say, that your food is to me as if it was a korban or an ola or a mincha. So he was what is called matfis. He has linked his fellows, his friends, obviously not his friend, his uh, fellow, his other party, person doesn't want to eat from, and he's saying, your food should be to me like a korban, like an ola. But he doesn't say the chaf, he doesn't say like. He just says korban, ola, mincha. In such a situation, according to the chachomim, the neder is chal. The neder takes effect. These are examples of devorim hanedurim. We know that order for a person to render a certain object prohibited to him, he has to connect it to something else which is prohibited because of a nether, because of a vow. And all, <coughs> all of these carbonos become carbonos, an ola, mincha, chatos, etc., et by virtue of a person's vow. <coughs> so if a person says that his friend's food should be to him like a cor- should be to him a korban an ola a mincha that food is now also because of the neder he has made. However, Rabbi Yehuda Matir, Rabbi Yehuda says, if he doesn't use the chaf hadimyon, he doesn't say your food should be to me like a korban, ke korban, or like an ola, ke ola, etc. Then the neder does not take effect. It's, it means nothing. It's meaningless. It's as if he's swearing uh, by by an ola. Uh, by, by, instead of swearing by God, he's saying, by the carbon ola, I hereby will not eat from you. That's, uh, that's uh, nonsense, and it does not take effect at all, at least according to Rabbi Yehuda. So personal person says, ha-korbon, meaning, whatever I might eat from you should be upon me the korban, or if he says, ke korban, it should be like a korban, or if he says, korban she'ochaloch, that which I eat from you should be a korban, then that's a nether. He's saying, your food is to me like a korban, and therefore 
he is also eating that person's food because it is a Loshon Neder. Um, fine. The Mishnah continues that if a person says L with a Lamed, Likorbon Lo Ochaloch, towards a Korbon, I will not eat what uh, your food is. Rab Meir Oser. Rab Meir says that it's prohibited. He feels that this is a neder. It's as if the person said, towards a korban, meaning in the status of a korban, should be your food, therefore I will not eat it. In such a case, korban lo'ochaloch, Rab Meir says, is also. That's one halacha. This has to do with the halacha of hatfosa, of linking the food of the other person to something which is also because it is a carbon, either a general carbon or a specific type of carbon, with the various possible prefixes such as that which I will eat from you should be or I will not eat that which you provide me because it is like, etc. The next din of the Mishnah is a totally separate din. And that is, there's a halacha, that a neder can't take effect, cannot take effect upon something which is ein bo mamash, upon an abstraction or an action or a process. It can only take effect upon an object, upon a chefza, an actual object. So therefore, if I will say, my speech, my words should be usher to you, your words should be usher to me, my walking should be usher to me. It makes no, it can't take effect because walking and speaking are not objects; they're processes, they're activities. However, if I say my mouth should be usher, as if it was a carbon, or my hands, or my feet, etc., then it's different because then you're speaking about an object. So, therefore, the Mishnah says, "Haomer lechaveru." person says to his fellow, Konam, Konam we learned is a kinoi, is a kind of a, another language for saying the word korbon. Konam pi hamedaber imoch. In other words, he's saying that my mouth should be osur from speech. All right? My mouth, mouth is an object. Or he says, yodi oso imoch. My hand should not do work with you. Or he says, Ragli my foot should not walk with you. That's also. That's also. He can't speak, he can't do the work, he can't walk with the other person. Because he has linked the Esau to his limbs, which are objects, which are physical objects. If, however, he would say, my speech should be ushered to you, my activity should be ushered to you, my walking should be ushered to you, then that's called an einbo mamash, it's something which is not tangible, it's not an object, and then a nether would not be chal. Interestingly now, as we move into the second parak, we will again find this similar halacha. The second parak begins, <coughs> the elu mutorin, the following instances the person has not even made a neder. It's mutor. Nothing has happened here. We require no hatora, no nullification of the vow. What he said is meaningless. 
One obvious example is if a person says, Chulin That which I eat from you should be considered Chulin. Chulin means non-sacred, ordinary. No. If I go to your house and I say, your steak is ordinary to me, is not sacred to me, fine, I can still eat the steak. However, if I say, your steak from a glad kosher cow should be to me like the flesh of a pig, you might think, well, he's making it awesome. However, we learned already that the hatfosa, the linking of a neder, has to be to something which is itself osur because of a vow, like a carbon. However, pig is not osur because of a vow. Pig is osur because the creator of the world said that it's osur. It's a dovor osur, something which is prohibited by the Torah, not something which is dovor hanodur, something which is prohibited because of a vow. So if I link your steak to pig, I've said nothing. And it's mutter to eat your steak. Ka'avodizora. I say your meat, your food, and your house should be to me like avodizora, like idol worship, or like the uh, objects which are offered to idols. Again, this is not a dovor hanodor. This is a dovor also. Ka'oros levuvit. This is interesting. The custom seems to have been with ancient pagan idolatry that the pagans would offer sacrifices to their totems, to their gods, to their idols, by taking a living animal and wounding it and cutting out the skin around the heart and removing the pulsating heart from the live animal and giving that heart to upon the altar of their idol. The skin, of course, now has a big puncture, a round puncture in the middle of it, where the heart was removed from the animal. So if one finds a hide of an animal which has that hole in it, you know that this animal was offered as takrovas, as a sacrifice to an idol. And therefore it's also. So if I say your food should be to me like oros levuvin, I am being matfis in a dovor ha'osor. I am linking your food to something which is not prohibited because of a vow but which is prohibited because the Torah prohibits it. It's idol, um, idol sacrifices, I-T-O-L sacrifices. So, muta. Similarly, if I say your food to me should be to me, kinevelos, like a dead carcass of an animal not shechted properly. Kitrefos, like an animal which has certain defects which render it non-kosher. Kishkotsim, it should be like uh, uh, rodents, Kirmosim, uh, like like worms, like uh, creeping, crawly things, or even kichalas aharonu chisrumoso. I say that your food should be to me like the chala which is given to a kohen, or like the truma which is given to a kohen. Chala and truma are also considered devorim ho asurim, prohibited by the Torah, and not devorim hanedurim, things which are prohibited because of my personal vow. So if I link your food upon me, and I say your food to me is like any of this list from Chazir right down to Chala and Truma, I have not made a neder at all, mutor. I don't, I don't need to go for Hatoras and Dorim. I've just spoken nonsense. Ha'omeli ishto, a person says to his wife, Hare at olai ke'ima, you 
upon me should be like my mother. Now, one cannot have relations with, with one's mother. That's incest. So therefore, what I'm saying in effect is I am making my wife asura to me like my mother. Now, this is a dover ha'asur. My mother is asur to me, not because of my vow, but because the Torah says that I can't have uh, relations with her. Therefore, we would think that saying that one's wife is like one's mother should be no different than saying that one's uh, fellow's uh, friend's meat should be like chazir. You're linking it with a dover ha'asur. So it should be muto. However, the Mishnah says no. Poschen lo pesach mimokom acher. He must go to a rov and have ha, or to a bezdin and have hatoras nedorim. He must find some opening. We'll learn more of the details about openings for a heter. Why does he require this opening, this pesach? After all, he was tola. He was matfis his neder in man's mother, which is something which is also not nodur. We don't want people talking to their wives this way. And therefore, we say, uh, and if you're going to misspeak and be so so gross as to tell your wife, ah, I'm prohibiting you upon me like my mother, then we require him to go and find Hatoras uh, Nadorim and to go through the process so that he not get into the habit of making such silly statements. So this is, uh, the first half of this Mishnah is dealing with the basic distinction between making a neder, linking someone else's food or whatever to a dover hanodur, like a korbon, versus to linking it to a dover ha'asur, like boso chazir, avodazora, etc. The rest of the Mishnah deals with the concept which we introduced in the last Mishnah and the previous parak, the first Mishnah we studied today, which speaks about making a neder on a dovor she'en bo mamosh, making a neder on, a, on an activity, an action, or a process. And a neder cannot take effect upon a dovor she'en bo mamosh. A neder means I prohibit myself, I'm rendering the following object, the following thing, the following tangible item, also to me, chefza. So therefore the Mishnah says, Konam, I'm saying, I'm making as if it was a korban, she'eni yoshen, I won't sleep. Sleep is not a thing. She'eni medaber, I won't speak. She'eni mahalech, I won't walk. Ho'omele ishto, if a person says to his wife, Konam she'eni mishamshech, I will not have sexual intimate relations with you. No, that's also not a tovor she'eish mamush. So min Torah, this should take, not take effect at all. If you make a neder against activities, actions, whether they be speech or walking or marital intercourse, has no effect. Nevertheless, the Mishnah says, Hareze below yachel devoro. He shouldn't violate his words. He should not sleep, speak, walk, or have relations to his with his wife, unless he can get a pesach, a hatorah, from a rov or from a basedin. Why? Midrabonon. Rabbonon imposed an Isur, rabbinic Isur, at a rabbinic level, imposing the Torah's words, Lo yachel devoro kechol hayotze mi upon, even upon tevorim she'en bohem mamash, abstract, intangible activities. Now, 
whereas a neder cannot take effect upon a dovor she'en bomamosh, because a neder has to be that I'm asering, I'm prohibiting upon myself an object, a tangible object. That's a neder. A shvua is not an isor chefza. It's not an isor upon the object. Rather, a shvua is a commitment that I make upon myself. It's upon the person, not upon the object. So if a person makes a shvua she'eni yoshin, I swear I will not sleep. She'eni medaber, I swear I will not speak. She'eni mahalech, I will not walk. Also, a shvua does take effect even upon activities, processes, abstract kinds of things. Vorm she'eng bohe mamosh. And so we have finished this first Mishnah of the second parak. And with it, we have concluded lesson number three.